Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. declared we're going to the next level in worship. Amen. I have been sitting before the Lord about what is next. Asking God about what is coming. Praying about my next. Do I stay or do I go? Do I retire or not? My seeking led me to a call to change. As I focus on what needs to change, I be learning about what are the doings that must change. What are we doing, church? What is our current state that must 
change. I began to think about how to assess the needs that needs to be changed for the future state. And as I considered my next personally, professionally, and spiritually, the assignment became an assessment of myself. Come on here. An assessment of me and my relationship with the Lord. Oh, do, do you know that if you uncover some things in the word of God, through your studying, God will dis help you discover some things about yourself. Amen? Church, we've been studying the Psalms, and, and, and I want you to understand, I've been in a group of theologians, if you will, those who want to know what it means to be after God's own heart. So, so I want to suggest to you that as we go into this word today, it is not just about the historical context of David's life. We've learned some principles from David Amen. We've learned how to pray and we've learned how to praise in time of trouble. Come on here, somebody. The pandemic is not too far in the rearview mirror, but we've come through some things. Amen. And I hope you've learned how to pray to your God, not your mother's God, not your daddy's God, but you know him for yourself. Amen. Amen. If, if, if I could just suggest to you that as I sought God about my doing, the Lord, the Lord, I said, what am I doing here? He said, wrong question. You should be asking, who are you becoming? Filled with disappointment. Heavy laden with burdens and despair. And I'm asking God about my current state. What am I doing here? And I hear the voice of God saying, all that you have done, all that you have experienced is preparing you for your next. Come on, somebody say next. My next. Declare it, your next. Your next. You've gone through some things so that you can stand firm in the belief of God for your next. I know some of you can't see it right now. You're still concerned about what happened yesterday. Who didn't come and said they would. You're disappointed about the turkey didn't taste as juicy as you thought it would because you roasted and did not fry it. But God is calling us to our next. Somebody say next. Somebody say next. To ask God, what am I doing here alerts is a time of trouble. You need God to give you direction. To ask God, who am I becoming will lead you to examine what you have been doing 
Come on, you didn't hear that. Sometimes you have to look over your life. It's not just reserved for communion. Sometimes you got to look back over your life and see where the hand of God has kept you and also be willing to see where you have left God. Amen. 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 It's coming. It's coming. Your next, your next is coming. I, I want you to know as I ask who I am, and he tells me I am becoming, I, it leads me to a full examination. To ask God, you seek his refuge when you ask him. To ask God, who am I to become? Not who I'm becoming, but who I am to become is a matter of divine revelation. Help me somebody. You can read the self-help books and, and you can do all, all the conversations you want about who you think you are. You can listen to who those you, around you say you are. But until you sit at the feet of God, you won't discover who he has called you to be. Amen. 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 I enter into this text for today thankful thank you for God's refuge I, 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 I am thankful to my pastor who called it not robbery but knew that I needed this study who knew I needed this word church don't take the assignment for granted it is always more than what it appears. Amen. Amen. It is always more than what it appears. It appears to be one thing because only you're only able to see it in part. But until you go to the throne of grace, pray God to reveal, to manifest that which he is calling you will continue to be lost. So let us pray. Eternal and all-wise Father, we bless your holy name on today, oh God. Let the spirit of the living Lord fall fresh on us today. Saturate us, oh God, with your anointing, oh God. Fill us with your holy power, oh God. Let us hear the meditations of your word, oh God, in our hearts. Oh God, God, our minds that are grow weary, that are distracted, oh God. But let us yield, oh God, to the calling of your spirit in this moment, oh God. Oh, make it clear, oh God, manifest that which you are calling us to as a body of believers and individually, oh God. Let it be clear. Oh, God, that you be magnified, that you be given the glory. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Hallelujah. As the, as the worship ministry was singing, glory, glory, I thought about glory, glory. There are two people in my life who, who when I spend time with them, they go into glory, glory, glory. I know, I know that they have heard God differently. You know what I'm saying? 
I know that in that moment when their glory goes to glory, 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 uh, come on here, that they have peeped into heaven and have seen some things, have seen the truth of who God is. So today, church, this is about going after the glory of God. And this is about magnifying the glory of God. The scripture lesson for this morning is at a time where David is midway in his journey. Some would call it a midlife crisis. Am I talking to somebody? It is after he has killed the lion and the bear. He can testify that giants do fall, Brother Brett. It is after Samuel has anointed him king. In fact, he has been anointing not once, not twice, but three times, Sister Paula. It is a time of crisis. In this moment, it is a difficult time, and his anointing is not making the difference. In fact, in this moment, David does not feel anointed. Help me, Holy Ghost. Sometimes we only do what we feel. Sometimes we only do what we feel like doing or don't feel like doing. But there is the Holy Ghost that suggests to you you have to go anyhow. It doesn't matter how you feel, but if God calls you, I suggest you better move. I suggest you better move. Amen. He is seeking refuge. David is questioning his anointing and questioning what he has been anointed to become. His next church is next. Who is he to become next? We know a lot about David, the praiser. Amen. We know a lot about his shenanigans. Amen. We know a lot. But who is he to become in this moment? I, I hope you're asking yourself the question. Who am I to become in this moment? Have you ever had a time in your life you question who you are? All you have done, those things that you thought was worthy of acknowledgement, you have been given the glimpse of your future because of all you have done. Come on, I'm talking to somebody. Some dreams have been deferred. Amen. You think you've done all the right things, but yet you don't get the promotion. Who am I talking to? But yet, your future is in view, but is out of reach. Help me, Holy Ghost. You are sensing there is more, but yet, your next is not your now. <laughs> See, you have to understand the meantime, church. God will show you. He will call you too. But the meantime is the season to prepare you for what's coming next. You didn't hear me. If you sit long enough in your closet or your cave, we're talking about David. But if you sit long enough to experience the presence of the Lord, to experience the fullness 
of his peace. We're talking about David here. He's running, and there are those who are after him to kill him, but he's running, oh, yes, he is, to a cave, to a cave to find safety. Somebody say, I'm safe today. I'm safe today. It's raining outside, but yet the Lord saw fit that I get to the house of the Lord on today. I'm safe today. Can you be happy about being safe? Can you be happy about being safe? There are some people who could not make it here even though they wanted to be here. I thank God for those who are streaming online because they pressed their way here because they're safe. Ah, oh, they needed to be safe. There's some things that coming after them. Uh, uh, there's some giants in their lives uh, called anxiety, called depression. But yet, they're pressing because they believe in their praise. Hallelujah. I got to get to the cave. I got to get to the cave. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to take my time, church. I'm going to take my time on today, church. Hmm. So, so like David, I'm a strategic thinker. I'm sure there are many of you out there. I have, in fact, been trained to teach people to think and behave strategically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody said there's a blessing in being strategic. It's called intentional. Oh, glory to your name. You got to be intentional about your next. You just can't. You just can't dilly and dally and do everything that you've been asked to do. You have to align up with the gifting of your calling. Come on, somebody say intentional. Mm-hmm. Do you know your gifts on today? Do you know your gifts? Because God is calling you to your next, not for you to do what you have done, not for you to stay stuck where you have been, but God is calling you according to your gifting, to your gift. You don't have to know everything, but it's your gifting that will make room for you. Somebody say next. My next. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. There are some of you who are looking at me like you don't know about this thing called calling. So let me, again, this is about making it practical, amen? Amen. The principles that David teach us for our lives. He done already slayed the giant. It's about us knowing how to bring down some giants in our lives. Amen. Amen. So let me help you first, because if you don't get the calling, because it's not reserved by those who wear robes. Amen. Amen. You can hold pastor accountable to her calling, but what about your calling? Amen. Amen. So let me, let me break it down. I'm sure there are many of you who watch TV more than I do. My friends know I watch TV on demand. That tells you some things. So I don't know the schedule. What comes on every Thursday, what comes on every Tuesday that I got to get home because I ain't getting home to watch TV. Usually when I get there, I'm looking to refresh and lay down. Amen. Help me, somebody. Are you praying for me? But there is something called Netflix. Yeah, you found it because it's Thanksgiving, right? You've been off a little bit and, and you've been able to sit on the couch Put your feet up. I'm just talking about myself. 
and catch up on some things. It's called Netflix. On Netflix, I was introduced to a TV show called Manifest. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and identify yourself. All it suggests is that you're looking for the manifestation of some things in your life. Because I don't know about you, but I, I, I have been captivated. I think I've watched Manifest over three or two years. It's only four seasons. And the four seasons just started. But I watched it over some years. Because the first time I watched it, distraction was around. I ain't talking about those people, but distraction was around. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I've had to watch episodes over and over again being intentional about this thing called manifest. Because when you first think about manifest, you're thinking about, bro- brother, I thought that was you, Deacon Don. You know some things about a manifest, right? When you're flying, it gives you direction, right? So I discounted this show because that's all I thought it was about. I, I'd rather fly, not watch TV, TV about flying, amen? But the... Because I was intentional, there was a drawing, come on here, a drawing to this show. So I have watched it, and for those of you who won't confess that you have, let me just tell you a little bit about it. It isn't based on a real true story per se, but I'm sure Brother Don, like myself, is aware that it is connected to a real experience. In some way, it is connected to the unexplained disappearance of the Malaysian flight 370. Some of you heard about it. Amen? Y'all ain't tell me about it, but God revealed. Amen. Many of us were perplexed back in March 2014 because the entire plane carrying 200 people disappeared. Uh, I know, Brother Steve, you're you're buff, you're history buff, you know about this story, but I'm not going to bore you. But I need to make this connection in that 2014, a plane disappeared, and yet on today, nothing and no one still has not been discovered. So the phenomenon is there once was and there's no more. I know those of you who watch Manifest, you know that this is a supernatural drama. Now you know why I'm watching it, right? It claims itself to be about the supernatural. And seasons one through three... The narrative presents itself of a tragic energy like Flight 370. It disappears. The passengers and the crew go down in a storm, and there is no evidence that the plane, not mentioning those that he were, the plane was carrying, exists. But yet, five and a half years later, the show begins with all of the passengers reappearing. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. I, I, I know. You don't believe it? Watch the show. 
Okay? I'm, I'm just going to give you what God wants me to give you so you understand the more about these mysteries uh, and these visions. I'm helping somebody that you've been having for long seeing. They call callings. Hmm. Hmm. I, those who preach the word of God just don't show up here to preach. In most cases, they have long, ran long seasons asking, is it enough that I'm a medical doctor? Why must I preach the gospel to the people? But yet there's a calling. There's a calling. There's a calling to come out of the classroom, Brother Mauling, and, and preach the word of God. There is a calling. There is a calling, church. So throughout this TV show, the passengers for three episodes are spending every waking hour trying to learn about the calling. Their callings are connected. PGC, what are we called to do together? We are a body of believers to serve the almighty God. What are we collectively called to? Amen. Some of you didn't hear that because you're still thinking about your calling. Amen. Amen. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. These on, on the plane 828 realize that they must figure out their calling and the calling of the others because everybody who was on the plane together calling is to con is connected to keep them from what dying uh-huh you're gonna watch it tonight i know you are i know you are amen amen so if you are not clear about your calling you put in jeopardy the destiny i know you wouldn't hear me of everybody you are attached to come on here the word of God said your generations of your seed shall be blessed so I beseech you to get clear about your calling somebody say the manifestation of next the manifestation of next be magnified in this place on today. So as I sit with the lessons indicated by the Old Testament text for weeks, it left me crying, praising, praying, and crying while I prayed. And because I was desiring the manifestation of my own necks. Because I understand the responsibility of the call. Amen. Amen. Yet, there are two verses filled with perplexity that God wants me to have as a conversation with you today. Just to initiate, which suggests that you ought to continue your conversation, help me somebody, with God in your secret place. So let us begin. We're in 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses just 1 and 2. David has left Gath. Gath. He has left Gath. 
and escaped to a cave. He didn't just leave of his own free will. He escaped, which suggests he had to be strategic. Amen. He, 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 he left and escaped to Adullam. When his brothers and his father's household, somebody say all of them, heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were distressed or in debt or discontented gathered around him and became, he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. I hope you found yourself in the text because all of those who were distressed or in debt or discontented gathered and he became their commander. It was about four of them. PGC, is there room for four more, 400 more? Is there room for 400 more? Uh, do you believe 400 more is coming? The, the, the Bible says 400 men, but who knows, women of God, where there is men, there is a woman. So we're talking about 400 plus. Because statistics usually tells us that in the house of God, the women usually double that which are men. Help me somebody. Are we expecting the multitude? It's coming, church. It's coming if our calling is clear. Amen? Amen. In the centering of this text, the focus is on David's next. He is in questioning his next, questioning his calling. What is expected? What is to appear next? Unlike this text, many preach and talk about David's his, his, his heroic acts and the victories he has won. Not much is discussed about this moment, yet it is a time in David's life where he gives us powerful prayers, which are weapons for spiritual warfare. You didn't hear me. If you're not studying David and his principles, I suggest that you get to a Bible study so that you can learn what the Psalms are teaching us for life. In this moment in the text, David had been through a lot. He had a, um, just had the highs of immediate fame, a recent marriage, dangers from the Philistines, repeated attempts on his life, and he is living as a fugitive for who knows how long. David, destined for greatness, he knows how to turn to the Lord, and he has been delivered before from life-threatening situations, time after time, yet David is found running for his life. He's running without the knowledge of his next. His now situation does not give sight to his next. Help me, somebody. You better figure out what's distracting you because your now situation is keeping you from the clarity of your next. Amen? These are difficult times, as the Lord reminds me. We are in a moment of 
agony with all of the violence that's in the streets, the trouble of financial trouble, high gas prices, inflation, family issue, grief to bear, depression. Yet, we press our way to the house of God ah, to give God the praise. It's something about our praise that will magnify the manifestation of our next. Yet the manifestation of next be magnified. Say it with me. The manifestation of next magnified. Amen. It's about your praise, church. You think I would come here and not talk about our worship? The power of our worship? Mature saints knows that trouble don't last always. In fact, trouble produces praise. And out of our praise, sometimes it comes pain. And sometimes in our pain, we know to praise. Yet the notion that is in spite of our trouble, in the face of trouble, he shall hide me. Come on, come on, yeah. Let David testify. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I should not fear no evil, for God is with me. Also in Psalm 27, David says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold, my strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Oh, when the wicked came upon me to devour my flesh, my enemies and foes stumbled and fell. Yes, yes. Though an enemy encamps around me, my heart will not fear. Though a war breaks out against me, I will keep my trust. Referencing 1 Samuel, Pastor demonstrated that David has confidence in the Lord. He trusts God to protect him, to restore him in Jesus' name. Sometimes, church, when our hearts are overwhelmed, all we need to do is cry out to the Lord. And ask that our desperation and fear be heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your desperation and your fear. God, if you would call out, he would place us on stable ground. He would comfort us and lead us to safety. He will shelter us and deliver us. Yet there is a question, how does faith and fear exist? Oh, oh, this year we said we're faithful, focused, and fearless. But how does faith and fear coexist? I don't know how, but I know it does. Because if I testify by my own weary days, I hear the Lord of the, of the whole most high calling me, telling me I am more than a conqueror, reminding me in Romans that all things come together for the good of those who are cold. Amen. But yet, we're in the text and the peace of God 
which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul reminds us to be anxious for nothing. Find peace in the cave. Be anxious for nothing. The, the lessons are in the times of trouble, cry out to the Lord. Praise him first before you make your petitions known. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'm helping somebody. <laughs> then make your requests known. Praise will give you peace. It closes out the voices of the world that chase after you, that gives you doubt to remind you what you are not, to, to keep your failures in front of you. But if you praise God, it would allow your mind to surrender to the power of the love that is in God that resides in your heart. Somebody needs to protect their heart. Yes, 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 yes. Manage your emotions. Don't let them manage you so that faith is always your stronghold. Amen? Your stronghold. Hang and cling on to your faith when trouble comes. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter the number that's in the crowd that's coming after you. They, they say that it was the whole household. His family too. Don't you know your family will turn your back on you? Uh, you have some fair weather friends who's only there for the good times. And, and, and yet, you're running. They're coming to destroy you. It says that he sought a cave called Adullam, which is refuge. David thought the cave was his refuge. But all along, God wanted to be his refuge. Amen, amen. You have to know when God is calling you to him, saying, time out. The busyness over. Stop running. Come sit at my feet. Be still and let me tell you the plans I have for you. Oh, do you know the plans he has for you? Have you sat long enough? Heard about how he has strategically kept you from dangers past? Oh, have you sat long enough for him to reveal the present danger of your now that wants to abort your tomorrow? Come on here, somebody. Yet in a cave, David knew the destiny, the call that was on his life, called to be the greatest king here on earth, the greatest earthly king. Don't make no mistake about it. There was a king of all kings, but yet endowed by the Lord, David sat in a cave. Oh, concerned about his next. All that he knew from yesterday was not able to prepare him for what was coming. Come on here, somebody. You think you know, but you don't know what you don't know. I don't know who that was for. Amen. You think you know, but God says, come unto me. I will draw all unto me. And if you just lift me up. Oh, it is said that David 
of Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's calling church. He called there. We've been in transition. And don't rest on your laws because transition are continuing, church. Change is constant, church. Expect the good to come out of change, church. We declare together, stand on your feet right now. New heights, next level. New heights, next level. I need you to know with the next level comes higher attacks. Greater devils are coming. But yet us be united in our calling uh, to serve God with loving connections. Amen. Amen. The manifest story points out divine connection. I let you figure those out. But one in particular suggests that resurrection. Come on here, somebody is real. I had to study about a peacock. Because a peacock became a theme of the visions in this TV show. Only to discover that peacock is a symbol of a resurrection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a symbol of resurrection and transformation. That which we believe is dead, God shall resurrect wreck for the reappearing amen you think you've lost some things that has kept you stuck trust God to restore the very thing that's keeping you paralyzed in your despair loss is heavy church trust for the resurrection that comes in the memories that will give you joy even in a season when your morning goes from day to night, day to night. Trust God to resurrect your joy. Others thought he was about to lose his mind. They thought he was crazy. <sighs> I don't know about you, but I've had some sleepless nights because of weeping that's gone on long, too long. Good times, good days, 
in my past. But yet, greater is coming. Greater is coming, church, in spite of the loss. Joy do come. get to the beach I know how to find God in the depths of his water anywhere because I know that in those times of trouble only God can fix it it's so deep that I don't have a plan for it I have to seek for the plans he has for me. So, 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 in the time where your promise is the problem, David was the promise to the Israelites, right? To the nation of Israel. But yet, he's a problem. I'm used to getting in trouble. But when your promise robs you of a plan, you're seeking after what's next. You got to trust God, even if He has to carry you to your next. The prophet Ezekiel tells us. While he was in exile, the spirit of the Lord came upon him and took him to his necks because he was questioning all that he knew and all that he done. He said in exile, and the Lord took him to the valley of the dry bones and asked the question, will these dry bones live again? In your place of weariness and despair, I hope you answer the question and be willing to find the living water that will allow the dry bones to live again. It is said that while family and foes gathered at the cave, there where David was with the manifestation of his calling coming into full view, living color, he began to praise. Come on, Holy Ghost. Verse, chapter 34 in the psalm says he's saying oh magnified the lord with me that's 
suggests that as he continued his praise, he engaged those who had gathered to praise his God with him. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, for he is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. He spared you. He spared you of yourself. He kept you from your own decisions that would have destroyed you. He's worthy to be praised. He kept you from last year to this year to suggest to you that your next, we at the end of the year, come on here, this month that's coming, let it be your season of preparation in the cave. Don't go shopping in the malls because Christmas is coming. Find your cave, PGC, because change is coming. David calling, while yet a leader, he was being called to be a greater leader. One who would train a multitude. <laughs> uh-huh. Come on here, leaders. It's time to bear witness to your calling. Because that which your calling is will draw all men unto him. Evangelism is easy. Know your calling. If your calling is the distressed, how many of us know about being distressed? The distress is not looking for phonies. The distress is looking for those to teach them about the truth of deliverance. Uh, the distress is looking for those who already been delivered out of their stress. Uh, if you ever had anxiety, uh, there are those who are needing to know what the darkness looks like, who know to know the heaviness of despair. What's, what, what's your, your calling? Uh, there are those who are in debt that will gather in this place if they're not already here. Help me somebody. Those in debt are looking for those to teach them about the prosperity that is in God. Come on here. Those who are in debt are looking for wealth builders who knows how to begin building wealth knowing that it begins with only 10 Am I helping somebody understand, get clear about your calling? Don't you be ashamed about your debt. It just means you tried to do some things on your own. But God himself sent Jesus the Christ to pay it all. Amen. You're coming. You're coming. Your finances is coming around. Amen. But yet there are those who are called to the discontented that ought to be all of us <laughs> that ought to be all of us but I know enough about myself that I've sat long enough at Jesus feet to know my calling is with the discontented see I like those 
those who are unsatisfied, those who are dissatisfied, who are uncomfortable with the status quo. I like to be around those who are desiring more, looking to improve, to be better, looking for the excellence that is in Christ. Oh, come on here, somebody. As disciples of Christ Jesus declared to be believers, a family of believers in Christ Jesus called PGC, our assignment, our collective assignment is among the discontented. Those who do not know Christ for themselves, those do not know that Christ will give them the peace beyond their own understanding. Those who do not know that in their weariness, lost in the wilderness, that the peace of God will deliver them. Somebody's looking for you. PGC, do you know, do you know your calling? Your calling, oh, it's coming. God has already ordained that which is for you, it's coming, it's coming, the seats shall be filled, but yet for your faith in your calling, will you stand and accept your calling, or will you build your, your faith on what God has already told you, trust me and I shall deliver you Come and see about me, and I will share that I have a storehouse full of the bounty of blessing just for you. Oh, if you just shake yourself out of yourself and submit to the will, the call that I'm not talking about the call called deacon. I'm not talking about the call called preacher. I'm talking about the call that comes without title. Come on here, church. Sometimes we have to just take pause and recognize our titles, get in the way of kingdom building. David is called out of the place where he's at the hand of his death. God is sparing us that we shall build the kingdom in spite of the time of trouble. I don't care what the TV is saying on CNN. I don't care that the election went awry. I don't care that the Democrats have what number or the Republicans. There is a God who separates those who are saved and unsaved. This is a time of trouble. And this is a time for all of us to be our brother and our sister's keeper. Yeah, God. Your peace is not just for yourself. David was called to be a leader, to rule and have dominion. But don't miss this piece about the 400. He had a responsibility for the 400 to train them in the ways of Christ. Not to do what he has done to get to where he is now. He was to train them about the next. What it means to be a soldier 
for the Lord. Ha! Come on here. In 2 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, it says that he trained these 400 to be mighty men of valor. Yeah, yeah. There's a responsibility on the calling church. A responsibility to save souls. Amen. A responsibility to meet folks just where they are. Doesn't matter their circumstances. Amen. We are to pray with them. Train them up. And let God before our very eyes change the circumstances. Amen. Your next is coming, church. Yet the manifestation of our next. You may be seated. You may be seated. I, I, I just want to wrap up and, and remind us as the deacons will come. Uh, there is an opportunity for everyone's next. If you're present about your now, I suggest you trust God. Everything you know about your now that brought you to now, yeah, it's probably laughable. How you got to your now. I think some of you are, be, are hearing this Lord suggest to you to surrender, to let go of some things and to surrender to him for your next. Because it's coming, church. Amen. 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 If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer in Jesus name I pray Amen Thank you for listening it is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God if you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages Come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-cary.org. Thank you again. And